The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Psoriasis is a chronic inflammatory disease which affects between 2 and 3% of the population and we're going to discuss that on this month's Skin Deep Slot. I'm joined in studio by Professor Katrina Ryan, consultant dermatologist at the Institute of Dermatologists. Good morning, Katrina. Hi, Pat, and thanks for having me in. Okay, it's all very well to say it's an inflammatory condition because we we talk a lot about inflammatory conditions on the programme. So maybe dig a bit deeper and tell me, what is psoriasis? So psoriasis, it's a very, very common skin um, condition. affects, as you said, 2% of the population, which is huge. it, 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 it's a state of heightened immune response. Um, so the, the skin goes into overdrive and typically what you see on the skin is red, scaly, thick plaques. So patches that are raised. Are they um, flaky? They flake they're off? They're flaky. They're typically flaky in most places. Um, typically elbows, knees, scalp. Um, sometimes the genital area as well. That can be, that can be very debilitating. Um, and then in some patients they can, they can have all of their body um, covered in psoriasis. You know, up to 90, 100% of their body that will be much more severe cases so um it it it, it is you know uh, it, it really is impactful particularly when it's invisible sites the other thing that can happen about a quarter of our patients also have an associated arthritis so an inflammatory arthritis like you'd see with rheumatoid mm-hmm. arthritis um that can be very um you know debilitating as well now when does it appear is it a childhood thing that remains throughout adulthood or is it um, only in maybe teens upwards actually the peak onset is in somebody's 20s or 30s which actually is very very important because they're very formative years mm. in our lives you know when we're going out to you know into new careers when we're getting into relationships it can actually really when it hits at that point it can actually really impact someone's life trajectory especially if it's severe so I think that's very mm. important that you know the, the, the peak onset is actually usually um, in, in teens 20s 30s um, so a very important time in people's lives now, especially psychologically and uh, socially how, You talk about somewhere between 2 and 3% of the population having psoriasis at any uh, given time how many of those would be extremely mild in the sense that it might be a couple of elbows uh, mm-hmm. would only be the problem and how many of them would be uh, so severe that it would limit the clothing they wear uh, whether or not they socialize well uh, we typically say about 80% are mild but um you know patches say that you know the, the clo- you know so severe that the clothing they wear most people with psoriasis um, have their elbows involved and that's they'd still be considered mild but a lot of those patients will never wear a short sleeve top yeah. um, or may never um, you know if it's on their knees a, a, a girl may never wear a skirt or a dress so even at its mildest it can actually impact those sort of um, you know dressing options and whatnot too but about 20% have severe disease which we would usually um, describe as having more than 10% of your body surface area involved or if it's in debilitating areas like your, your palms and your soles, so impacting in, um, you know, activities of daily living, um, you know, bad facial psoriasis and then joint psoriasis. Does it wax and wane? I mean, can you have bad psoriasis this month and next month not so bad? Or in fact, gone? Gone. Gone, very unlikely. There's one type uh, called gut ate psoriasis that kids often get after a strep throat or a viral infection that can that can disappear um, and not come back again or, you know, come back very later in their life. But for the vast, vast majority of patients, once they have it, they have it forever. But it does wax and wane. So there's certain things that can make it worse particularly stress. We saw we saw awful flares of it during um, the pandemic, actually. Um, stress will do it. Alcohol intake will do it. Um, any infection, psoriasis will often get worse. 
gets worse in the winter and better in the summer. Um, and gender based men, women? Very equal. Very equal for the most part. Um, men tend to have slightly more severe psoriasis. The other time we can see it go absolutely bonkers actually is after someone has a baby. Um, at the time that you know they're they're sleep deprived, stressed, and six weeks later, you know their psoriasis um, comes, you know, you know, get, yeah. comes with but, a vengeance. But pregnancy and, and childbirth does not uh, precipitate psoriasis. If you never had it before, uh, you could pregnancy cause it. No, pregnancy t- typically doesn't cause it. You know, if someone's had it before, actually, it gets better during pregnancy. Pregnancy is such an interesting immune state. It gets better typically in the second and third trimester, but six weeks later, um, the patient can have the most severe psoriasis they've ever had, sometimes really dangerously severe. Now, the, the treatments for psoriasis, uh, obviously, you've got everything from mild, where a small part of your body might be affected, to a large part of your body being uh, affected. What are the treatments and do they differ depending on the severity? They absolutely do. Um, you know, for, for mild um, disease, so for, for patients who have the little bits that you described, it typically is topical treatments. And, and actually, we haven't made much by way of advances in the 30 or 40 years gone by. And we would, you know, as dermatologists, we would use... You you know, the same topicals as a GP would. Um, but for the, the moderate to severe space, so those patients I was talking about that have um, greater than 10% um, body surface area uh, affected, things have hugely changed, um, thank God, in the last two to three, you know, two to three decades. Um, we, we use our traditional immunosuppressants, but now we have much more targeted biologic drugs, which, um, you know, for almost all of patients can give them clearance or near clearance of their disease. So transformative, you know, for people. Okay. And these are medicines taken orally, are they? The, the, the newer biologic ones are injectables. So um, typically a, a clicker pen injection, you know, every two, between every two weeks and every 12 weeks. Um, and and that, that often can give someone back their, their, their lives. Wow. Um, so the, 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 the worse it is, the better the prospects now that, that, these days of, of getting uh, an improvement. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's ironic, really. Somebody comes to me with two stubborn patches. They won't qualify for those sort of drugs. So they're left with those patches. But I can clear somebody who comes in with 50 percent of their body covered. Yeah. Um, and, and would those uh, new treatments work on those patches and they're just not recommended because of, of possible side effects of those yeah, drugs? Yeah, it's, 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 it's possible side effects and um, patches. Um, to be quite honest, the co- you know the cost to the to the okay. economy um, as well. There there are newer biologic drugs, the same types we use for inflammatory arthritis and inflammatory bowel disease. Um, but yes, it's it's always a balance of risks. Now, what about light treatment? Is there such a thing for psoriasis? Yeah, phototherapy um, uh, can be very successful in treating psoriasis. Typically, someone has to go in three times a week um, to a phototherapy unit. Um, it's a very narrow um, band of UV um, of UV light, so a very safe band um, because you won't get a tan you won't well you can get a little bit of a tan but my fear always is that people will think that they you know they go off into some beds and and they can fix their psoriasis but the wavelength is not appropriate no 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 very dangerous so this this is um, a narrow band of UV that can really help psoriasis it takes typically between 20 to 40 treatments though to clear it and and the issue is that patients won't won't stay clear for that long in a lot of cases so typically the average is four to six months that they'll be clear and then their psoriasis starts creeping back again. Okay but there might be windows in your life where you desperately want to be clear for example if you were getting married you might want to be clear for that period even though you and your beloved are resigned 
to the existence of psoriasis, but just for the big day and the honeymoon, you'd like to be clear. Absolutely. And, and, and for those patients, especially if it's affecting more than 10% of the body, we would now typically use the newer agents. Um, you know, the, the, you know, if somebody, um, you know, wants to stay clear. Yeah. Now, the, the triggers, you mentioned stress as, as being a big trigger. What else? Are there foods that are triggers? Are there other lifestyle elements that might be triggering? So um, alcohol, as I said earlier, um, definitely. It's, it's the one thing that you can ingest that can make your psoriasis worse. And people will often notice that they've had a, you know, a heavy weekend, you know, out partying and then their psoriasis is sort of flaring or tingling on, on, on the Monday, Tuesday. All of our patients always ask about diet and psoriasis. You know, they think it's something that they're eating or something that they're doing wrong. And um, there's very little role for diet and, and psoriasis. We've done huge, extensive studies. I was part of a big um, study in the US looking at that. Um, so for the most part, diet doesn't affect it. The big thing is to have a healthy diet because actually being overweight will worsen your psoriasis. Um, now, so we've loads of questions coming in. I'll throw a few. Um, what can I put on the affected areas on my ears? The shedded skin makes its way from the outer ear into my inner ear, and this has led to blockages. That, and that does happen, and it can actually cause some some um, issues with hearing because all of the scales get impacted in, in the ear. Typically, it's a topical steroid that the, your, your GP will, will, um, will prescribe. The big thing I will say, Pat, is not to scratch your ears. People pick the scales out and there's something in psoriasis called the Kovner phenomenon. So when you traumatise the skin, um, you know, mechanically um, irritate it or try and pick off those scales, it actually makes it grow. It feeds it. Oh, and, oh. and it's very hard for people so not to So leave pick. it alone. Yeah, which is easier said than done. Yeah, easier said than um, What about under the nails from another listener? Under the nails, um, it's hard, much harder to treat and some topicals, um, you know, can penetrate down there but often it takes the systemic drugs. So the, the, the oral drugs or the, or the newer biologic drugs to treat the nails. The other thing about having nail psoriasis, sometimes it can be a sign that you have um, psoriatic arthritis as well, inflammatory arthritis. So we keep a close eye on those who have nail psoriasis just to make sure they don't start to get that destructive arthritis too. Any suggestions for scalp psoriasis and night sweats caused by perimenopause? Right, so so the, the, the scalp psoriasis, again, typically um, topical steroids, anti-inflammatory shampoos, um, and then not scratching. It's, the scalp is one of the mm. hardest places not to scratch. So People, it doesn't really matter what the cause is, the perimenopause, uh, this listener says, is the cause, but it's... The treatment a, is the same. Unlikely, unless th- th- what what can happen actually with perimenopause is that our skin gets more itchy, so they're prone to, to scratching scratching their, their their head more for sure. And people will come in to me and tell me they're not scratching their head, and they're sitting in front of me scratching their heads. You know, you know. Um, okay, no, another one. Conscious of it. Is central heating bad for psoriasis? I feel mine has flared in the recent cold weather. So, is it the cold weather that's causing the flare, or the turning up the heat? Both. So uh, psoriasis gets worse in the winter. It gets better in the summer. There's always been a seasonal variation. So it's the winter is part of that. But also central heating and the dry coldness we have in the winter makes your skin more dry. So we see flares of of eczema and psoriasis too. It becomes more itchy. So really important to moisturise more in the winter time. Uh, And uh, a final one. Uh, Can you ask your expert about the treatment Cosentex? Yeah, so Cosentix is an anti-IL-17 inhibitor and it's one of the newer targeted treatments I was talking about, a biologic treatment, great for psoriasis and for um, inflammatory joint disease. Yeah, another one here. I'm only considered mild, so I can't access any of the top treatments uh, and that makes it almost worse because my psoriasis does not look mild 
but it's categorised as mild. And and I would agree with that, listener, and I'll tell you why. And sometimes we do categorise people who have less than 10% as, 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 as severe. So so if I, Pat, if you had 1% of your body surface area of psoriasis on your face, it would impact the way you interact sure. with the world. So in cases like that, we actually, that changes it. If, it, if it's in um, what we call... Um, uh, high impact areas, um, genital disease, we would consider that as well, um, palms and soles of the feet or having um, joint disease. So maybe that patient actually does have severe disease, all yeah. depending on how much it's impacting on their life. Fascinating stuff. Uh, Professor Katrina Ryan, consultant dermatologist at the Institute of Dermatologists, uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.